0: Welcome to the Podcaster's Life. Today is episode number 88, the premiere episode for season number two. just love the music. Welcome to the podcast. Today is about the steps to eliminate a stressful situation. I've been on an extended break. I just can't go on any longer like this. I cannot remain podcast dry. No podcast creation. I don't like it. I don't like it one little bit. So here I am. I'm back. But I have to admit, I value time away because when I'm away, I can sort things out, sort out what I want to do. You know, my mind has changed. It's changed a few times and that's okay. Everything changes. Why not? Just change it up. The podcaster's happy life. So I'm going to shoot for two episodes a week. One episode being a podcaster interview, as I did last season. But the shows will just be a little bit shorter. The micro podcast improv, I'm going to keep that alive. Of course I am. It's so fun. But the Podcasters Nerdo Challenge, I'm going to put that on the shelf for a while. Maybe bring it back. Season three, give me about a year to think about some new questions. It was really hard to think of questions after a while. On this season, what I will include, though, Every two weeks, there's going to be a new segment. It's going to be a podcast industry news segment. You'll get that today on the second half. And things will shape up. You know, I'm, I'm still really short on time. Like I said, I probably I'm probably not going to meet my quota of two podcast episodes a week in the beginning. But I'll get there. I'll get them all published. My book... It's a couple of days away. It's a couple of days away from being published on Amazon. So I'm almost, almost there. It's just been a journey. It's been a lot of work. Publishing a book is a ton of work. I had no idea how much work this was going to be. If you go to podcasterscoach.com and sign up You'll get chapter four of the book available for reading and download. You can read it and download it right away. Chapter four. And if you go to the book on podcasting.com, the podcasting.com you'll get exclusive content and the bonuses that I've mentioned in the book. So chapter four, by the way, is the chapter on happiness. So I I hope you like it. And it's kind of fitting because <laughs> I've renamed this show slightly. I've added happy to the title of the podcast. And I mean, isn't that what we're all looking for? I'm, I'm just going to talk about happy as much as I can because I'll be honest with you. I just can't stop chasing happy. That's all I want. <laughs> all I want is happy. And I know, and what I've learned is whatever I focus on is what I'm going to get. So I am focusing on happy as much as I can. Today, I wanted to talk to you about stress and choosing to let things go. I must admit that my stress levels have been incredibly high. Despite having a publisher for this book that I've written, I've had to do so many things. I've had to learn so many things. And I've also had to hire a lot of different people to help me. And one person in particular lately, I mean, this person totally, she totally ripped me off. She ripped me off. She lied to me. And she ultimately delivered something that I was not happy with. There was a ton of conflict working with this person. The product that I was, or the service I was buying was to create a media kit. And this media kit, it really meant a lot to me. It means a lot to me. And maybe that's where I went wrong. Because I, when something means a lot to me, it's like I hold it into my heart. When things started going sideways in the project, it, it actually started to hurt me. And I just carried around this pain and this hurt and this disappointment for days, It was ridiculous, ridiculous. But you know what? I mean, this is life, right? You can't avoid these things. They're really, really hard to avoid. Conflict is hard to avoid. I mean, unless you're dedicating yourself to a meditation practice in a cave, you're not going to be able to avoid conflict. Conflict, personally, it makes me sick. It really makes me sick inside. Does, does that happen to you, listener? Do you get sick inside from conflict? It just it just feels like sickness to me. And when I have a sickness, God, I just, I just want it to go away. Like, of course, we all want sickness to go away. Absolutely, for sure. When you're in this state, you need to think about your well-being. And you really do need to think about the well-being of the people that surround you, the people that are in your life. In my case, you know, I'm married, I have a wife, and I have three kids. And yeah, I'm entitled to being down every once in a while, but I also need to do my best to try to be at my best, especially especially with my five-year-old son. He's so young, so precious, so cute. And like yesterday, we spent some really great time together. He sat on my lap. We watched old episodes, old episodes of He-Man, really precious moments. Yesterday, back to yesterday, I was sick. I was sick by this stress. And I determined that I had to take some action and I needed to make myself well. And I did a few things. One, first thing I did was I exercised. I spent about 45 minutes on my stationary bike and I just built up a sweat. I thought that would help. Normally, if you exercise, you're going to get some happy genes going. I'm not sure what the chemicals are called, serotonin. I don't remember what they're called, but it's good. They're good genes. They're happy genes. After that, after I was all cleaned up, I played some soothing music. I even sang to some of the songs that I was listening to I cleaned up my environment around me. i just made everything all nice and tidy. I'd even rearranged the furniture. I'm a little neurotic that way. I rearranged the furniture. And then when I was at and at that point, I decided that I was going to finalize this contract that I had with the freelancer that was a major source of great discomfort. I took a loss. I did, but it was over. I ended it and it's and it was just out of my life. With all of that done, my sickness and my stress was just gone. It was gone. My son, he came to hang out with me. I played some cards with him. And we watched He-Man, as I mentioned. And I was in a place where I could love without any crust. You know, no crust on my soul, no crust on my mind. I could only call what I was dealing with as stress. Powerful stress. I had it all weekend long, and I just, are, seriously, I don't know how people can hold on to this stress in their lives, this form of stress. This form of stress, this powerful stress, it kills people. I am sure that it kills people. If I had to carry that for weeks or months, I would certainly get really ill. I, I almost wonder if this is where cancer or diseases come from. Seriously. Okay, I know, happy people, happy people get sick, but I just, I don't know. It's like some sort of medieval black bile or whatever. It's just really harmful, really harmful stuff. So I ask you, listener, I ask you to look within yourself and recognize your stress. And I hope it's minor, but if it's major, you have to act. You have to act and eliminate it. First, identify it, recognize what it is, where it's coming from. Second, determine to abolish it somehow, some way. Next, you need to relax. Do whatever what works for you. Yesterday, yesterday I didn't have technology stuck in my face, like I sat. I relaxed. I listened to music. I didn't compute. I didn't process. I didn't expose my eyes to a screen. I didn't do that. That that's what worked for me. Just do what works for you. For me, like soft music, clean cleaning, rearranging. And as sappy as sappy as this sounds, once you let things go, the source of the stress. Fill yourself with love. All you have to do is think about it, and it becomes very healing. Just think about love in your heart. If you live with other people, you know, it could just be a form of appreciating them more, more than you usually would do. So that's it. I just gave you a recipe. Identify, determine to abolish, relax, take action, fill yourself up with love. Like You know, I came up with that yesterday. (laughs) Well, maybe I've done that before. But look, could I have recorded a really great podcast like this full of stress? No way! So that's part one of today's show. I thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I want to hear from you. You can leave me a voice message at 416-613-1416. Tell me who you are. What do you think? What should I talk about? Ask me questions or tell me what's important to you. I'll play your messages and I'll add them on future shows. 416-613-1416. That's it for today. Stay tuned for the global podcast industry bi-weekly news. Welcome to the Global Podcast Bi Weekly News. This is Alexander, the podcaster's coach, and I am joined with the host of Quit Beep Bleeping Around, Christina Eanes. <laughs> Quit Hello. Bleeping Around. Christina, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for joining me on the premiere episode of the Global Podcast Bi Weekly News. Is that too long of a name?
1: No, and I, I love being part of the premiere episode too. It's like we're, what what are they, uh, you know, foraging into new territory. This is like totally cool.
0: Right on, <laughs> right on. All right. So I have, I get pod news. I'm going to leave a, a link to pod news in the show notes, but anybody can really subscribe to pod news and five days a week. I get a whole bunch of articles and news announcements within the podcasting industry so I mean, this this pod news, it's a daily briefing of what's going on for the five articles that we discussed today. I'll put them all in the show notes. So whomever's listening, if they want to, to read further, they can go go ahead and do that. And Christina and I will just really discuss it. And as we're talking in the green room, we're just going to let this thing happen organically and not force anything and just be ourselves and talk about podcasting. Love it. Right on. Okay, so let's I do pe- this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first article um, that we picked out it's called "Should You Start a Podcast: Zero to One Hundred Thousand Downloads Case Study." And okay, so I'll start this off. This was a this seemed more like a a blog post from a fellow by the name of Richard Matharu. And it's a pretty good post. And I have to admit, I was really drawn to the title, Zero to uh, 100,000 downloads, because I mean, that's really appealing, you know. And if I can, if I have that knowledge and I'd like to share it with others. So, reading this article, it was, uh, he really discusses the advantages of creating a podcast, especially over video, and, you know, the the advantages of podcasting and/or consuming a podcast. You can consume it. You know, when you're going for a walk or at the gym and, and all that, those things. And he really talked about, really briefly, on where he got his knowledge. And he got it from Podcasters Paradise, which is a course offered by um, the awesome John, John Lee Dumas. Excuse me. And he really gets all his information there. And so if you want to become a premium member of Podcasters Paradise, uh, you can go ahead and you'll learn everything that John Lee Dumas has taught to his students. So I really ended up getting two pieces of advice from this article. One is join the paradise, or and number two is to really listen and understand your listener. That's what I got. How, how about you, Christina? Did, did I nail it? Did, did you have any other thoughts on this?
1: Oh, you nailed it, yeah. So definitely, and even you know, as a speaker as well, it's know your audience. And that's what we hear over and over again as trainers, as speakers, as podcasters. It's, we need to be giving our audience what they need. What else I I loved about the article is he said, why you shouldn't start a podcast. Because <laughs> one, if, if the effort sounds draining, don't do it. Uh, or in don't just slap up some content that you created somewhere else. It, it's, you really need to be a dedicated person to podcasting if you're going to do it. And I think that's why most podcasts don't make it past. I believe it's the fifth episode I've heard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's, I like that he says that you need a consistent effort required. This is not something that you just go dabble in. This is something you need to be committed to, to, uh, cr- and this is, I think a quote, create something you truly want that will both entertain and or help people. I really loved that message too, on why not to start a podcast.
0: Yeah. I I I agree with you. the only thing that I just don't like about the statement about, you know, why you shouldn't start a podcast, because I kind of I kind of think that everyone should start a podcast, no matter the frequency, um, it it just depends on what your intention is. Like um, if I if I say a legacy project, if you want to create a legacy project, you you can create a podcast and just like a little slow and steady. Um, I think it's all about your intention. I, I personally, I just think everybody should do a podcast. It's just amazing. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, it is so fun. It is. It is. And you get great to meet
0: great people like Christina Eanes.
1: Yes. And Alexander.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So it was pretty good. Uh, this article was very good. Um, it was more like it was really just a it was a blog post. So I, I'm not sure if this is anything newsworthy, but get to know your listeners. And actually, Christina, I interviewed John Lee Dumas like a couple of weeks ago. I had this like a rapid fire interview with him, and I really did get that message from him. It's like to understand your listener. So when I got off the the call with him, I decided I, I was thinking to myself, what can I do to get to know my listeners better? So what I'm doing and it's going to start with today's episode The one that I record a little a little later, I'm going to include a voicemail phone number. So if anyone wants to get in touch with me or make any comments about the show, they could leave a recording on via voicemail, and I'll play it.
1: I love that, and it also mentions um, in his article, like uh, taking out a couple of Facebook ads and maybe having people fill out a survey. Uh, Based on what I read today, I'm thinking about calling and actually interviewing some of the people that I want to listen to my podcast and asking them what they need. What are their pain points? Yeah. I love that idea of a voicemail as well. That way you can also be in touch with your listeners.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. We're doing, we're doing well here. (laughs) Article number two, (laughs) how to get your podcast onto Google Home. Do you want to, do you want to start this off?
1: Oh, sure. So it it was uh, very informational on uh, literally how to get your podcast on Google Home or Assistant. Uh, it was saying, uh, one of the stats really caught my eye. 35% of people that bought a smart speaker did so to listen to podcasts. Mm. So I love that. And it was one thing that you don't think about as a podcaster. When I first started, I just downloaded, I used Blueberry. So I downloaded it and I thought, oh, all of my my podcast is automatically going to go out to every <laughs> place that it needs to go. That was a little learning point for me back when I was a beginner. So. You actually have to submit your podcast and this article tells you how to submit it and i also like the point that it said there's no relationship between google play and google home Um, so if you've submitted your podcast to google play it's not automatically going to show up on google home matter of fact as i was reading this article i have alexa and i asked her to play my podcast and she said it's not available (laughs) so i was like oh my goodness so right after i read this article I went and submitted my podcast uh, to TuneIn, which is where Amazon gets their podcast from.
0: Ah. Yeah,
1: so this was uh, quite an inspirational article for me.
0: Fantastic. So TuneIn gets, or Amazon gets from TuneIn.
1: That's what I read. So I need to do some more research on it, but uh, that is one of the outlets.
0: Okay. And how about like, how did you feel about this technical stuff? Because the article, which was written by PodNews, it gave some technical coding that you could put into your website. Like, what did, yes. what did you think of that? Does that just kind of like, does your brain turn into mush when you see stuff like that?
1: <laughs> Actually, I like the techie stuff. I could see how that would turn some people off. But the nice thing about it is if, you, if you're not comfortable with that, you can call your techie person and say, here, do this for my site. <laughs> uh-huh. So I did love, though, how they provided code that I could change into my own stuff. Uh, for my website. So it was probably just enough to get me in trouble. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least I know that I can contact someone to help me do that. And now they have specific instructions on how, how they can do that. So I, I really appreciated that they did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It's great information. And I love what you just said. It's like when you utilize the power of delegation, it's like if, if you see it, if it's a little overwhelming, the technical stuff, just get yes. someone else to do it. And then you've got nothing to worry about.
1: Exactly. See, I see it as a puzzle I have to figure out. But if it were something that I'm like, that looked Greek to me, I'd be like, (laughs) okay, sure, please help me out here.
0: All right. The third article is called scripts reshapes for the 21st century cutbacks coming radio laid off too. So I thought that I would just read the first couple of paragraphs. So um, okay, listen to this. The venerable E.W. Scripps Company, a multimedia national player in newspapers, radio, television, and digital media, has announced a tectonic and identity-changing restructure plan. As with many corporate reinventions, headcount will be reduced, costs will be lowered, technology will be centralized, resources will be optimized across divisions, and radio will be ditched entirely. In what can be perceived as the centerpiece of the company's new orientation, Scripps will sell its 34 station and has engaged Khalil and company to broker that project. Scripps stock is spiking upward modestly on the news. Today, Scripps is a dynamic leader in the media industry through its strong local TV stations, station portfolios, its growing multicast network, its national news network, and its podcasting business. President and CEO Adam Simpson said, the enterprise-wide restructuring positions as well for continued continued growth while maintaining high-quality journalism as our central focus. Okay. So uh, when I, as I continue to read this thing, uh, this company, Scripps, they, they purchased Midroll in 2015. And I think Midroll is like the number one player in the podcasting, advertising, sponsorship industry. And I also learned that they own Stitcher, this scripts company owns Stitcher. And ultimately what I got out of this article was that something I already knew, radio is dying. Yeah. <laughs> Christina?
1: Yes. I thought that was a, that's definitely, well, not just that radio is dying, but podcasting is taking off. It's not just, um, oh, I can't remember. I heard someone uh, speaking negatively about it not too long ago. I can't remember exactly what they said, but this article just proves them wrong that dumping radio, uh, then they're growing their digital acquisitions and activities. So we are on the wave of massive amazingness.
0: Yeah. And you you know, Christina, (laughs) I got to tell you, when I see every car have a button, to play a podcast, it's, it'll, that will be the end of radio, I think, because when you get, like for me, I get in my car and I've been so conditioned to like hit the AM button or to hit the FM button. Now, if I could just recondition myself to press a podcast button, then, you you know, why do I even need radio?
1: Exactly. It would warm my little heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How about, all right, you're next.
1: Okay, so the next article? Yeah. How about the podcast listeners, the Holy Grail? Right on. From Wired.com. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I liked how they were talking about um, there was a concern now that stats are more available to podcasters, that advertising would go down because we would see uh, fewer listens like uh, throughout the entire podcast, all that good stuff. But they're saying, no, with all these great stats, especially that Apple released recently, that people are getting through 80 to 90% of the content. Mm. Um, originally, they thought the optimal podcast length was 15 minutes and 30 seconds. They're saying not true. Uh, some podcasts are 45 minutes that are being listened to. Others are five that are being listened to. So it's, these new analytics are not only making more opportunity for podcasters to make money, but also to experiment more. And they're thinking with these new analytics that maybe advertisers will come out with more entertaining ads to keep people to not skip past the ads. Um, But I really like the article overall because it was saying It reinforced how podcasting is so intimate because it's like the host is speaking directly into your ear. Hello, listeners. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and and it said um, podcasts aren't a bubble; they're a boom, and that boom is only getting louder. Yeah.
0: Another thing that I got was that people do listen to the ads. People are people are not skipping them; they're listening. So. You know, therefore, the advertising industry is, sal- is going to salivate if they're not already salivating, that <laughs> people are actually going to listen. You know, again, if I go back to the radio, commercial comes on, I change the channel. On television, you know, I'll mute it or I'll go get a drink of water or something like that. But when you're yeah. engaged with a, po- a podcast and when you're engaged with the speaker, you're there. And, right. people, and I never, do you mind, like, I don't mind listening to like 30 seconds or, or even a minute of, of sponsorship. Do you mind that at all? No,
1: no. Well, and I especially like the point that the article made that people had to go, it's not like they can easily switch, you know, because uh, when they're in a podcast in an episode, they had to go deeper down into that app. Yeah. So when you're commuting or you're doing your homework or... You know, you're at the gym. You're less apt to switch. So I thought that was a good point as well.
0: Yeah. Hey, Christina, have you li- have you gone through your your Apple uh, Apple uh, analytics, your podcast analytics anal- analytics, and blah, your podcast <laughs> analytics on Apple?
1: Through Apple, no, not yet. Um, most of my my statistics get fed into Blueberry, um, which I love because I'm able to see like I'm at. 50 countries now that have listened. So I love watching those daily to see them go up and see my reach go further and that people are enjoying it. I just, I love it. I love stats.
0: Excellent. Podcast, I, when I, I went into, I was up actually uploading a new podcast on Apple Podcasts. You know, you, you go on that Apple website to submit your feed. And then yes. when I went in there last week, I noticed that it's right there, the podcast analytics. It didn't really give me a lot, but it's mm-hmm. it's actually right there. It's the same sort of place where you submit your feed to to Apple. Yeah,
1: I did see that in the article. It said people only people who had I can't remember what iOS it was, but they only tracked people who had upgraded to a certain iOS level. Oh, um, so that might be why they don't seem complete at this time. But uh, you know, as we move forward in time, I'm sure that will be more complete.
0: Yeah. In a way, I don't know. And, and maybe I'm, I have a lack of information. But in a way, it just seems unnecessary, unless you're just putting your podcasts on iTunes. But even if you just put your podcasts on iTunes or Apple podcasts, all the other directories are just a lot of them are just grabbing it from there. So yeah, I'm not really sure like, if we should care all that much. But <laughs> Again, I might just be ignorant on the whole thing.
1: Uh-huh. I know the advertisers care about stats. I like to watch mine just because it's neat uh, to see how many downloads I got since yesterday and you know how many countries are listening and what are the biggest ones. I like that. I like to enjoy that, but I can see how it's uh, important for ad agencies.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. No, I love yeah. stats. Believe me, I love stats. <laughs> but like, when, <laughs> when Apple Podcasts does it, like... If you're using Spreaker, if you're using Libsyn or or Blueberry, you're getting stats there. So like, I don't know. It just seems redundant in a way.
1: A bit. Yeah. There may be some people that are just, which I haven't heard of (laughs) any, but just going out (laughs) on one platform. Yes.
0: Yes. Or, or actually come to think of it, if you're trying to do a podcast for, for no money and you're looking for statistics, there you go. Put it on iTunes, go. put it on Apple Podcasts, and then you get some statistics and it won't cost you a single thing. There you go. Right on. <laughs> Look, we're coming up with brilliance in this podcast. I love
1: Amazing. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the final one was called... Oh, that last one was written by Miranda Katz, by the way. Okay, so uh, the final one is, was called, is called Podcasting the Platform Battle. So this article is on Medium.com and it's written by a fellow by the name of Steve Baubrick. And I found that this article, uh, Steve ba- Baubrick is very intelligent. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know if I wanna call it a nerdy intelligent article, uh, but he <laughs> <laughs> he goes into detail on RSS feeds. And I know a lot of people, or mine gets all jumbled up when RSS feed conversation enters enters the room. But it was it was pretty interesting. He was talking about what's wrong with podcasting now. And I mean, he he talks a little bit about, you know, the user data is thin. you'll learn nothing useful about how people listen and you can't serve ads with any kind of intelligence. So he 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 specifically talks about that. But and at and at and at the same time, he's predicting that podcasts are going to be dominated by someone and it'll be available source, um, through some sort of like Netflix kind of model, and I think he what he's saying here is that Amazon is going to end, eventually be the one that's just going to completely dominate everybody in the podcasting space. D- did you did you get that, or did, did you get something else from this, uh, Christina? Oh yes.
1: Well, first I finally learned what RSS stands
0: for. <laughs> <laughs> What's so up? Oh, tell really-
1: me. Really. Really simple syndication,
0: <laughs> but I have an Because we throw that
1: term around all the time, and it's like, oh, okay, now that's what it stands for.
0: I, I've got so, another. No, but, I've got another one uh-huh. though. I'm I'm told that it also stands for Rich Site Summary.
1: Ha! Huh. Yeah. Interesting. There
0: you go. Okay, sorry, I interrupted.
1: Yeah. You. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. And and the other thing was, yes, he provided an awesome argument for why Amazon will be the winning platform. Which is why after reading this article and the one on how to get your podcast on Google Home, I checked with my Alexa to see if my podcast was on there and I immediately went and submitted it.
0: Oh.
1: Yes. Because I I love Amazon for everything. and My books are on Amazon uh, and Audible. Uh, I do most of my shopping on Amazon. So I'm like, that makes total sense. They're everywhere. As he said, they have a billing relationship with millions. They know how to sell to millennials, and they own the most promising new interface to the global store of audio, which is my beautiful Alexa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. Now, I am. Um, I don't have one of these home speakers. Is oh, it's, my goodness. Is it like, am I really missing the boat on this?
1: Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah? <laughs> Should I do an ad for it right now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually... Yeah. I have one on every floor of my townhome, and I bring one with me when I travel. Wow. Okay. You have a question? You just ask. Like, what's the weather going to be like? Do I need an umbrella? Who won the Super Bowl last night? Uh, Play me some 80s tunes. Um, Let me help play the such and such podcast for me. Um, How much uh, anything you can think of, you ask, you know, what time does this show come on tonight? Um, you know, how do I translate meters into miles or <laughs> just <laughs> anything that comes up? You have an instant answer right there.
0: Okay. And how is, oh, the, yeah. how is the quality? So if you're saying play so-and-so podcast and then it'll start to play it, like what's the quality yeah. like? Is it
1: It depends on which one you get. So, uh, for example, like the echo dot doesn't the speaker, it plays, it's fine, um, it doesn't have a lot of depth to it, but then if you get one of the, the more advanced versions of, cause they have multiple ones, like I have one downstairs that has a really nice speaker built into it yeah. that plays, you could hear it throughout the entire house. Wow. I know. So it's amazing. So, and actually you can say play such and such podcast everywhere. If you have multiple units and everywhere I walk in the house, I can listen to it.
0: Wow. I know, it's amazing. I, I am missing the boat.
1: So, I know. So you can invest in a very small one to start out and see what you think and then go from there.
0: Well, you know, I use my phone and I and I ask Google a question, but there's always kids talking and they never they never <laughs> stop talking. And then Google gets uh-huh. really confused. And I'm like, This sucks. <laughs> I have to actually type it out with my with my with my finger. So I'm I just know. I'm wondering like if it could block children from talking.
1: (laughs) I've actually had uh, my Alexa tell people to be quiet.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that covers our, our five articles. I, I, this was pretty easy. Yes, it was enjoyable. So can you tell us uh, what's going on with, uh, with the podcast? What, what, what are the listeners in store for, for the next couple of weeks? Are you, do you, you think in advance, don't you? I seem to remember this conversation. Yes, You're way I am in actually, <laughs> <laughs> right? So
1: I actually produced this week, uh, or last week, I should say, because it's Monday. Um, I just produced podcast to be, let's see, April 25th.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like to work two, three months in advance. Awesome. But There's a lot of cool stuff coming out for uh, a lot of achievers providing some awesome advice not just on what they do in life on, you know, tips for even business etiquette to, uh, to the habits that they've developed to help them achieve everything that they do.
0: Right on, right on. Okay. Well, I guess that's our show for today. Um, what's your website? Quitbleepingaround.com. There you go. There you go. Thanks so much for joining me listener. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now.